About 22 years ago, I came into the church, and at that time, I was doing church all the time. I wasn't doing much of Alcoholic Anonymous. And at the church, they had uh, flyers out there that said, smuggle Bibles into communist countries. Huh, sign up. And I was about to put my name on the list, and then I read where it says you need $2,500. Sounds pretty pretty cool, huh? Two-week trip, smuggle Bibles into against rifles. And, and uh, the pastor, I said, I don't have $2,500 at that time. Today I got plenty. And then he said, he said, it's a faith thing, Fernando. You, it's a faith thing. You'll act like faith. Put your name down and your actions down and act like you're going. We're going to have barbecues and we're going to raise money. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, to make a long story short, we raised for myself about 3500 I came back with $1,000 more than that. I didn't use all the money. You know, a lot of people got in back of it. All my family members got excited. Everybody put their nephews and everything that I was going to go to a communist country and smuggle Bibles. And we trained and we separated when we got on the airplane. We had a practice being uh, tourists or students. I was a little old to be saying a student. When we got to that country, the guy looked at my papers and he said, he said, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I'm a student. And he looked at me and he motioned a guard that was standing there with a rifle on the uh, standing by the, by the window. And I guess it was late. It was four o'clock. That guard didn't. And had must have had a grudge against him. He didn't budge. He just mugged. He just stood what he was. And I think they were ha having changing of the guard right there. And it's been a long day. Um, so he just threw my papers, and I walked, walked through. They put my my bags on the scanners with another two different men, and they looked like they were they were blue or red in the face because of the humid and the heat. And they, uh, they didn't even look at the scanners. They were just looking at me. And in the scanner, I can see all the Bibles being x-rayed. And I can see all the Bibles going. I had 19 of them. Big text Bibles. Heavy, heavy Bibles. You know, and I smuggled the most of all the guys that were there. I want as much as I can and do as much as I could. And when we got there, we delivered them to uh, to businessmen, and that was a fiasco because there was uh, a rain, what do they call it, moonstone rain or whatever, and man, there was water all over the place. We couldn't find a place. I had to get on foot and go up to the, to the, to the hills while everybody waited in the taxi, and it was all espionage. We did separate it before we got on the airplane. A few guys almost flipped. They thought it was too dangerous. They started thinking about their families and stuff, and they didn't want to go. They finally, we dragged them in the airplane. And uh, it was a lot of fun. The most fun I had, you know, we delivered the Bibles. We got through it. I did have some hiccups and some more run-in with more uh, military that were yelling at me. 
I don't know what they were saying, but I was avoiding them. I already learned how to be smug and just walk away, just like that other. And anyway, but when we were out there, we stopped at, uh, we got it successfully in there. We, we And then from there, we started touring and going to underground churches in the area and encouraging them and, and you know, they've been beat up and so humble and they're just ble they gleam and they beam with the glory of God, the people there, because they, they can't worship freely. They can't read their word of God openly like we can. Um, but I picked up a book in South Korea, in uh, Seoul, Korea. We had, a, we had a layover there, and I suggested that we go to the biggest church in the well, we in our nine hours so on the way back, we stopped in there, and we saw the big church, Yongi David Cho's church, eight hundred thousand members or something like that. Just a huge church. When they have a, a middle in the week meeting, and they have a Bible study. Two hundred and fifty thousand people show up, so it's huge. But I went into the bookstore, and I was surprised that they had books in English, and I picked up this book there called. The Fourth Dimension, Volume 1, Discovering a New World of Answered Prayer. I opened it last night. I couldn't sleep. It was about 1.32 in the morning. I got up, and I said, I'm wide awake. And I opened it, and I said, God, speak to me. And this is what he said. Many people have great problems in their homes because they do not have family altars. If the Father maintains a family altar and speaks clearly about the presence of Jesus Christ in the home and in the family, He can create the presence of Jesus Christ and Jesus can take care of all the family problems. But since many neglect the family altar, they neglect speaking the clear presence of Jesus Christ and their children are left without the full blessings of God. Wow. You know, the Lord did speak to me once and said, I'm not pronouncing his name loud enough and often enough to activate the benefits and the power and the strength and the joy. You know, praising Jesus. So, if I'm going to put an altar in my home, I would put a place where I can put a statement of Jesus, what he said, have a Bible study around it, that altar, and have a scripture on the wall, and every week have a Bible study, and every week have the scripture that we're memorizing of Jesus. And then at the end, test them. At the end of the week, test them. When the new Bible study comes in, everybody talks. Mother, everyone talks about that scripture, speaks about that scripture. They have the Bible study, and then they present the new scripture for the week, and they put it on the altar. What's going to go on the altar? Well, you're going to have in bold letters a poster of today's scripture, you know, and then have Bibles or Bibles on the altar there open that subconsciously, peripheral vision, as people walking back and forth, they can see that that altar belongs to Jesus. That, that altar, you have a communion glasses there, taking communion and so forth. And this is your altar to worship and honor the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Master, our Savior, Counselor, Brother, Savior. Amen. And we give Him honor. 
That is a very good way to have an altar. I have my hands on my altar right now. And I, I also have a big plastic rock that looks just like the one Jesus was praying on when he was kneeling. So, amen. So, let me read it again. Let me read the paragraph before it, and then that one, and then that will end our study for today. It says, Yonghee Cho, Dr. David Yonghee Cho says, You create the presence of Jesus with your mouth. If you speak about salvation, the saving Jesus appears. If you speak about divine healing, then you will have the healing Christ in your congregation. If you speak the miracle-performing Jesus, then the presence of the miracle-performing Jesus is released. He is bound by your lips and by your words. He is depending on you, and if you do not speak clearly because of your fear of Satan, how will Jesus manifest his power to this generation? So speak boldly. Many people have great problems in their homes because they do not have a family altar. If the Father maintains a family altar and speaks clearly about the presence of Jesus Christ in the home and in the family, he can create the presence of Jesus Christ and Jesus can take care of all the family problems. But since many neglect the family altar, they neglect speaking the clear presence of Jesus Christ and their children are left without the full blessings of God. You do not, you do, and the third paragraph says, you do not need to wait until you receive any special spiritual gift. I have always said the spiritual gift resides in the Holy Spirit. You yourself can never own a spiritual gift. Suppose I had the gift of healing, then indiscriminately I would heal everyone who sought me for healing. If I had the gift I would give to everyone, I would not be truly discerning. The Holy Spirit sees a need and then allows the operation of a gift to flow through someone to meet that need. It is important that all the gifts reside in the Holy Spirit, for it is the Holy Spirit who dwells in your truth, in your church, and dwells in you. Through Him, you can have every type of ministry. The ministry of teaching, the ministry of evangelism, the ministry of missions, the ministry of pastoring, and the ministry of divine healing. Through you, as His channel, the Holy Spirit manifests Himself. So do not worry about your acquisition of any of the gifts. Be bold. Receive the gift of boldness. Be brave. Receive the gift of braveness. Then speak the word. Speak the word clearly and create a specific presence of Jesus Christ. Release that specific presence of Jesus Christ to your congregation, and you're going to get specific results. A father can create the presence of Jesus Christ through his spoken word, and Jesus can take care of all his family problems. So in the same way, I come to my church to speak a message and plant specific seeds to harvest specific results. I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Praise you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We praise you, Jesus, that you restore all our finances. You restore our youth like the eagle. You restore us, Lord God. You crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies, Lord. You have redeemed us from, the, from destruction, Lord. You restore us. You have healed us from all our iniquities. You have forgiven our iniquities. You have healed us from all our diseases. Restore, Lord Jesus Christ, restore this day our joy. Restore 
Lord, our resources like the river of the Negev. In your name we pray and we ask in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Ultimately, your word molds your life, for your speech center controls all the nerves. That is why speaking in another tongue is the initial sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit takes over the speech center, he takes over the nerves and over the body and controls the entire body. So when we speak in other tongues, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak the word to control and to brittle your whole body and your whole life. Give the word to the Holy Spirit so that he can create something of it. Then create and release the presence of Jesus Christ through your spoken word. So brothers and sisters, let us make use of the spoken word for success in our personal lives, for material with which the Holy Spirit can create, and for the purpose of creating and releasing the presence of Jesus Christ. Remember that the Lord Jesus Christ is depending on you and me for our spoken word to be released, to release his presence. What are we going to do with this Jesus who is writing on our tongue? Are we going to release him for the blessing of others? Or are we going to lock him up with a still tongue and closed mouth? May God bless us as we make our decision and our actions. In Jesus' name, so everybody say out loud with me. Jesus restore, Jesus restore, restore, Jesus restore, restore us, Lord, from the foundations of the, of the world, Lord God, restore us. We are good with the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Be blessed.